praise team. Thank you, praise team. As we let me make a note that we are going to post a New Year's Eve service. Hallelujah. We are planning it now. So uh, be, be aware that one is coming. It won't be live, but we're going to post it so that people can sit at home and you can get some singing, some worship, and a word in, in discussion. Amen. That we may look over in 2021 with hope and an expectation because our God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. Hopefully today this will end the 23rd some series, at least I'm going to try. I got a couple of ministers who, who push me and say, nah, you're not through yet. You still got to dig a little bit deeper, but I appreciate that. Amen. So we are working out of the 23rd Psalm. We are working out of verse 6. And really what we want to work on is in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. One of them asked me, man, you got to explain forever. You got to deal with the forever. <laughs> I said, okay, let's deal with the forever. 23rd Psalms, verse 6 says, and, and I'm going to read it out of the New King James. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the presence of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. The thought that I want to bring to you this, this morning is living with God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus forever and ever and ever. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, take over. Resurrender it all to you. So Lord, do what only you can do. You said exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. Father, do that even now. Make clear your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Went to the bookstore yesterday. There's not many Christian bookstores that is open. So I went to Barnes and Noble and I went into the, the Christian, the inspirational section. And I stood there for about, for about really an hour. I'm, I'm sorting through how they had the books laid out. And I was specifically looking for books on heaven. <laughs> you know, and as I was looking, I, I saw everything else but heaven. In my own, in my own study, it used to be books that I had, two books. Uh, uh, Randy Alcorn got a book called Heaven, and David Jeremiah 
made a book called Heaven. Both are excellent books, and, and I gave them away. And, and, and as, as, I was, as I was driving back, I said, it's interesting that you can find books on everything else. Self-help books. How you make it over books. How you find a mate book. In the Christian section, show us how to live down here. But, but when it comes to having a perspective of where we're going, I found nothing. There's a problem with that, and, and the problem with that is, is that it shows the mind that we as Christians today have we have made earth our home. And, and we don't have any heavenly expectation. We, we don't have an, an, an ideal of, that is beyond the now. And, and let me be honest with you that, that if you don't have an expectation and a hope that reaches beyond this mess, you're going to struggle. Because your, your expectation is for the earth to be good to you. Your, your expectation is for righteousness and mercy from, from, from this hellish situation. But my Bible tells me we're not home yet. My, my Bible tells me that we as Christians, we are passing through and that we ought to have, yes, 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 we, we got to live there. Yes, we're to fight for righteousness. Yes, we ought to have an expectation. Yes, we're trusting God. But, but there ought to be some expectation of God calling us from earth to heaven. <laughs> Most, a lot of times, the, the comments I hear about heaven is, yeah, I want to go there, but I'm not ready yet. My question is, because what I find in Scripture, what I find in David, what I find in, in Paul is that they live with the present reality that there is something greater than the now. Matter of fact, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says that God has placed in our hearts eternity. There ought to be an expectation that, that there ought to be a knowing that, that this is not it. That this can't fulfill us. That there is a forever. That, that yeah, yeah, I expect God's goodness down here. But, but there's a longing. There, there, there's a wanting. Because I know that this is not, that we've been made greater than this. There, there's something that is beyond my explanation that, that God has something more than, I don't care how good you got it, things down here can't fulfill you. I don't care how much money you got. I don't, know, I don't care how many things you buy. There's a longing in the soul that there's something greater for us that this is not God's intended position, intended desire for
for us and he won't let us be satisfied down here. Why? Because he wants you to, to long for forever. Whatever this forever is. Whatever this forever is. How, how, how is it that we have missed this? I'm amazed. I'm amazed when older preachers who, who, who are older in age, and, and I remember like Pastor Joseph, Joseph Williams, every time he preached, it seemed like he was looking over to the other side. Pastor Donald Hamilton, every time he preached, I knew he was going to take us to heaven. Well, why, why is it that perhaps I know? I believe the, the older you get, the more you realize you're not at home. I, I, I think the gray hair, the achy knees, the hurting back, can't move like you used to move. I think that God gave us that so that there would be a longing. He knew that we would come too attached to, to the thrills down here. And so, so he make it so that you can't thrill as much. <laughs> He'll make it so that you can't run as fast. See, let, let's be honest. A lot of us, it's not that we won't do. It's just that we can't do. Because as we could do, we still be dropping it like it's hot. If I made up, we, we can drop, but it's the getting back up that we got a whole lot of problems. God in his wisdom has, 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 has conditioned us, put within us an element of, of longing, of looking, of, of knowing this is not it. That's what David is saying. He said, he said, I'm progressively living in this presence down here. I'm chasing him, and, and the reality of who he is is growing on me. I, I keep on seeing more of him and experiencing more of him, but the more I experience, the more I want the, the more he filled me, the more dissatisfied with the things down here. The things that used to entrap me don't entrap me anymore. David says in Psalms 27, 4, he says, One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may inquire he said, he said, he said, I, I, I insistently, I constantly is asking God. See, many of us, our prayers are wrong. Our prayers are too earthly. And they're not spiritual. But David, here he is, still running from King Saul. He knows that he's going to become the king of Israel. And he says, there's the main thing. My main desire, the one thing that is constantly 
that I am running for, that I may dwell in the house, and you can say present there of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life to behold and glaze upon his beauty, his sweet attractiveness, and the delightful loveliness of the Lord to meditate, to consider, to inquire in his temple. And what he's saying is, is that, that he keeps growing more attractive. Every time I think I know him, he shows me more. There's something about God that, 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 that you can't say you got all of him. No, you, you got a taste. You got a taste. You know what, you know what, you know what? In my, in my study, I, I said, okay, I know that the new Jerusalem, the new city, the new heaven and earth, I, I know that it's going to be 1,400 1, feet high, long, deep. It's, it's a cube, and I mean, tremendous, tremendous. I, I forget the number of floors that can have to say, is there going to be an elevator? No, Jesus just thought that he was there. And since we would be in our new body, you would think, and you are, there's levels, there's, there's dimension. Listen, he said there's no sun, there, there's no star. He said God the Father and God the Son is going to be the light thereof. As I look at the few dimensions, the few descriptions of heaven, what I discovered is that the center point is always God the Father and the Son. It's not the street of gold that is transparent. It's not the foundation that is made out of 12 precious stones. It's not the 12 gates made out of pearl. And it's like it's one pearl that is carved into a gate. It's not the river of crystal clear water that comes from the throne and the tree of life that got 12 different fruit at different times for the hill of the nation. That is not the center point. Paul says in Philippians 1, 21 and 26, he says, for to me to live is Christ. You know, you know, no. he, he is like David, singularly focused. <laughs> he, he is saying his, his, his life in me, him in me, he, he, let me put it another way. He's my all in all, through all, he's all to me. You know, that, that's a hard place to get to. But that's a blessed place to get to. He said that I was made for him. So in him only am I fully satisfied and I come to realize who I am. I find my identity there. I find my image there. He says, he says therefore, listen to what he's saying. To, get, to die is my game. What he's saying is that down here, there are things that are hindering me. Y'all need to hear this. That, that I can't fully enjoy him because there's obstacles in my way. <laughs> 
There's things that get it. Listen, I'm not saying that, that, that you need to go ahead and just die. What I'm saying is that as you run your race, understand that as you are going through your suffering, your trials, that the race is worth it. Oh, uh, no, y'all need to hear this. That regardless how hard life may be, regardless what you might have to go through, Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse, I think it's 18, he says that I reckon that the suffering of this present time is not even worthy to be compared, to be mentioned, to the glory that shall be revealed for me, on me, through me, because God is just that good. Hallelujah. There, there, there ought to be a dimension of us that had a sense of glory. And that is so far beyond our earthly experience that we're not looking for soul satisfaction down here. I struggle with this. I struggle with the fact because from a natural standpoint, we want what we can't have down here. <laughs> you really can't find total, complete fulfillment. I don't care how good things are. I don't care how much you got. I don't care how well of a job you like. The bottom line is, you was made for eternity, and we're living in temporal situations. And the temporal cannot satisfy the longing for forever. God is still going to be good. You still have earthly expectations. But no, we are dual citizens as Christians. Though we are earthly positioned, we are heavenly bound. Hallelujah. This is not our home. There's another place. Paul goes on to say, he says this, he says, however, it is to be life here that I am going to go on living. You know what Paul said? He said, I'm going to live life to the fullest while I'm here. I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. He said, I'm flat out living my life for Christ. He said, he said, he said I got this. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22, he says, he says because he says, I, I do not, I, he says, I, I, I mean that I am going to be productive in my service. I, I'm going to run like I'm running forever, but I know who I'm running for. You know, if you don't have a purpose to live for, then you're not really living. If you don't understand that, that living for Christ is the best living, because in living for him, he'll give you more life. You discover him. You, you see him. You taste him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. 
He's not just good sometimes. He's good all the time. The more we live for ourselves, the less of life we have. It's amazing how biblical principles and truths is opposite what the world says. Because the devil flipped it. You know, you, you see beer commercials and liquor commercials. It says, live for the gusco. It makes you think that if you ain't drinking this, you ain't living. Really? Really? I remember drinking 151 Puerto Rican rum, and it made me live any better. I think I lost some memory drinking that stuff. <laughs> the world will always try to advertise what only God can give. Deception at the highest level. And God says, no, I am the life, the way, and the truth. Regardless of what anybody else is saying, regardless of what the world is saying, he said, it's me. He says, I am, listen, Paul said, no one live out. He said, I'm pressed between two. He says, he says, I, I want to Run on for you because I want to pour into you. But there's another side of me that wants to go home and be with my Lord and be with my Savior. I listen to this and I don't hear us talk like this. <laughs> I don't hear our thinking like this. Maybe our want to is out of balance. Maybe what we see is out of balance. Paul says in chapter 12 of 2 Corinthians, he, he is talking to the, 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 the Corinth church and he is saying, uh, I, I have I lost my mind, but he's talking in third person because he don't want to brag about himself. And he says, I, I know a man who was caught up who I don't know whether it was in body or whether it was in spirit. He said, I don't really know. He said, but it was God. He said, I got caught up to the third heaven. The third heaven is heaven where God is. The atmosphere is the, fir is the first, first heaven, and then space is the second heaven, then the third heaven from a Greek standpoint, from a theological standpoint, is where the abode of God is. Paul said, I, I was caught at that. I never saw this before other than this week. Read this text many times. He says, he says, God knows. Next verse. Now watch what this, this blew me away and I started meditating. He said, he said, I, I, next verse, I'm going, he said, we were called up to paradise, third heaven, and we heard utterances. Notice what it said. He's not talking about seeing. He said, hearing. Hold on. If he was called up there, he saw too. The thing is, is that he is so blown away. But whatever 
he saw in heaven, the only thing he talks about is hearing. Then he says, what I hear is inexpressible. Human language does not even, can't compare. I have no way to express to you. It's like you trying to explain the color red to a person that's been blind their whole life. You can't compare it to nothing. You can't use no illustration. He has nothing to compare it to. Paul said, what I heard, I'm not even talking about what I saw. I, I, I can't even go to what I saw. All I can say is what I heard is beyond anything I ever heard before. And, and I can't even express to you. It was so out of, it was so another dimension, it was so another realm that the human language defied describing it. I just can't. All I know is God is all that. God is all that. God is all that. David, when he talked about forever, he's talking about in his presence where, it's, where we, are, we are experiencing him without static. Let me explain. I don't know if you had this TV, but growing up before cable, before all this other stuff, before smart TVs, you, you had a TV that had ear rabbits antennas. Uh, on one of our TVs, the, the, the antenna got broken, so, so you had to use a clothes hanger. <laughs> but it, it still didn't get good reception, so you are trying to move that thing around. I remember as a kid trying to watch one of my favorite shows, and all I could hear was, I couldn't very see too much because it was white snow. Everything down here is shh. Everything down here, there's white snow. I don't care how spirit you are, you don't see that good. You don't hear that good. You don't know that good. I know that's bad English, but I'm saying it anyway. Listen, why? Because it's static down here. This is, this is what I believe the Lord gave me. He said, Tracy, the best y'all have down there is the seed of the reality. In heaven, there's the fruit of the reality. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. If you never taste grapes, and I give you a bunch of seeds of grapes, and you eat the seeds, you still don't know how good grapes are. Though the potential is in the seeds, the fruit hasn't came forth yet. So you really don't see or taste how good it is. What I'm trying to say to us is, we really don't see yet. We really don't understand yet. 
And if you want to live correctly, if you, if, if you want to beat burnout, if you want to stay focused, you got to look beyond the now and see that God has something greater later. That, that this thing is bigger than what you can imagine. That, that heaven, he says in, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 through 4 and 6 and 7, he says that, that I, I, I will be in the midst of my people and my people will be in the midst of me. I will be your God and you will be my children and I will wipe away all your tears. He said, there will be no more need for tear ducts because you ain't crying no more. Hallelujah. No more pain. No more suffering. No more. I know we got a few minutes. God got to hurry up. In 1 John chapter 3, it says that in that day when Jesus comes see us, he says that we're going to be changed. That there's going to be another level of metamorphosis that take place. He said that when we see him, we're going to see him in his glorified body and we're going to be changed to be like him because God is calling us back to what he intended to be his children. Listen, there's a part of me who's sick and tired of all this down here. But I know I still got work to do. I know that God is still calling us to the high calling in Christ Jesus. This is what we do. You keep getting closer to him. You keep desiring him. You keep getting caught up in him because he's the essence of what forever is all about. Somebody said, won't we get bored in heaven? Well, how can you get bored in heaven when God is there? Because of the way it's cut, it's multi-dimensional. Every time I turn it, I see another level of cutting. It keeps on sparkling. It keeps on showing me a different side of itself. Why? Because it's multi-dimensional. God is forever dimensional. He's transcendent with me. He's far and beyond. You know what that means? He's far beyond anything you can think or imagine. And when you think you see something, he'll show you some more. Our God is just that awesome. He is just that terrible. Forever, we're going to be caught up. He said, he said, you will reign with me. And I'm going to keep on downloading. He is infinite, which means that there's no end to him. There's no measuring to him. So that, can you imagine being in his presence and God keeps on showing another level, another realm, another dimension? Can you imagine just keep on getting blown away? Did I say that God made time so we won't be in time? We'll be out of time, which seems like that there is no time, so you won't get tired with time. He's taken us back 
to what he intended. He's getting us ready for forever. In his presence. In his joy. In his peace. Being his children forever. Reigning with him. Him showing us what he has intended. His eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Has not entered into the imagination of man. The things he has intended for us. You know what that does for me? It tells me, amen. It gives a hope and an expectation. That no matter how bad it gets, there's something that's pulling you. I'm holding on to what he promised me. This is not the end. There's more to the story. Even when you die, that's just a comma. Because now they have passed over to the other side. Is there anybody in the house going through struggles? Is there anybody in the house 2020 been very hard. Is there anybody in the house where life is, 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 is not that good to you? Well, I got an antidote. I have a prescription. You're not home yet. This is not it. God has made you to be residents of forever. Well, what's in forever? God, our Father, is in forever. The Lord Jesus Christ is in forever. And all that they have is in forever. And he's preparing you for forever. So what should I do now? I'm holding on to my forever. Oh, I know I got to cry sometimes. I know I want to give up sometimes. But forever keeps calling me. So I have decided to trust God for the now. Because the now is going to give way to forever. Are you ready? Has your mind set on Jesus? Is he the one thing, one desire, one thing that I'm chasing after? I will live with him now. I love his presence now. But when I get there, I'm going to fall at his feet. Say, thank you. Thank you. Never would have made it. But I held on to your forever. What he heard was beyond description. Can you imagine? And the truth is, we can't imagine what he saw. Our brothers and sisters, he made it for us. But you got to know him for yourself. You got to accept him as your Lord and Savior. You got to give him your heart. Lord, I accept you in my heart. I believe you died for me, for my sins. Forgive me. And Lord, I believe you rose for me to give me victory. Today, Lord, I not only want you presently, I want you forever. Ever. If you just say that, I want you forever, Lord. And you mean it from your heart. He'll come in. 
and he'll give you a taste of forever. Oh, he's good. Right now, he's good. In the midst of, he's good. When you don't know what to do, he's for, he's good. He made you for himself. He created you for himself that he may fill you with himself. There's some numbers. And the 400 number, if you call that one, 451-31, somebody will get back with you. I pray you know Jesus. And if you know Jesus, stretch your hope into forever. That's where he is in his fullness for you, for me, for us. Love you. Praying for you. Father, even now, touch. Lord, manifest yourself in each of our lives in a greater way. God bless you. See you next week. Praying for 2021. Hold on, the service is going to come and you're going to be blessed. Come on. Praise team. Let's take us out. Praise. Team.